am your co-host, Pub, along with my good friend, Doc. Doc, how's it going? Are you ready to talk some hoops? I'm ready. You know, I was going to come on here, make fun of you for, for picking Kansas to be your national champion, and then Ohio State, Texas, and Illinois all lose for me, take, kicking out three of my final four teams. So can't even make fun of you anymore. <laughs> I mean... I don't know, someone needs to go back in time and slap me for picking Kansas, but at least I can say my final four is still alive. And maybe by the time we post this podcast tomorrow, it won't be. But as of now, my final four is alive. And, you know, I'll, I'm just going to take take the Kansas and hopefully that Gonzaga gets upset. And who knows, maybe I'll be the one that's bragging at the end of the day. Yeah, I doubt that. We'll see, though. We'll see. Long <laughs> so, way to go. Yeah, man. So the trade deadline is Thursday, March 25th. So... I think it's been quiet. You, like usually, we get some more rumblings and all that, but we, there's some there's some rumors on some big stars and some good players. So we decided to take this pod and run it up on the ESPN trade machine, and kind of each of us have a couple trade scenarios that we think that help both teams and that should be done. So honestly, I think we should just go one by one and just talk talk about scenarios and analyze our trades. How about that? How does that sound? Let's do it. I'm ready. Put on our GM hats. Yeah, let's put it on. Start it up, dog. What's the, what's the first one you'd like to see done? Let me preface this by saying you got a lot of pressure on you, Pav. After these years of criticizing Danny Hange, if you don't put together some good trades today, no, it's going to be I, a real bad I look for you. put together good trades for Danny Hange. What he does we'll is see. he wouldn't we'll trade see. the first-round pick so these trades fall apart, and then their team stays the same every year. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> our pressure's on you. You've, you've been talking big for a while. Pressure's on you. <laughs> All right, show me, show uh, first, me. so first uh, trade I have is for Philly and Toronto. And I saw a report saying they're not going to trade Kyle Lowry or something, but I, I don't care because I think this is a good trade for both sides. Toronto, they're just – I know they've been hit with a lot of COVID issues, but they're 17-24. and 24. This team is just not going not gonna to be in it this year. They, they'll probably get in the playoffs, but they're not an actual contender. So I got Philly and Toronto. Philly ships out Kyle Lowry, probably the greatest Raptor of all time. Toronto ships out Kyle Lowry. Or sorry, yeah. Philly gets Kyle Lowry, the greatest Raptor of all time. And Toronto gets Danny Green, Tony Bradley, Matisse Teibel, Tyrese Maxey, and Isaiah Joe. Oh my goodness. A lot of this was just because Kyle Lowry makes like 30 million a year. So you have to make the salaries match. So that's why like random guys like Isaiah Joe gets thrown in there. And also Philly will also send an unprotected 2021 first round pick. So the real pieces for Toronto that in my eyes that they're getting are obviously Tyrese Maxey, who's shown so much promise his first year. And then Matisse Thibel, who can like guard anybody. And he's a second year player. Great promise. Like him and OG on the wings guarding that other team. Oh boy. Like that's nice. And then even Tony Bradley, he's already showing some promise to a nice five. And then, bring Danny Green back to Toronto, you know, bring back part of the crew from that championship team. So I don't know. I mean, this one's more about Philly. They can get Kyle Lowry. They can get a point guard who can shoot another guy in the back who can really create for himself. And has played big the past few postseasons. And I think he'll just be a great compliment to Ben Simmons, Embiid, and Tobias Harris. So I think this is a trade that honestly puts 76ers like right up there with Brooklyn. Honestly, I would probably pick Philly over Brooklyn in a series if they can pull off this trade. So that's, I mean, that Toronto would be so have like so much talented pieces to just continue for the future. But I mean, I agree. They should get rid of Laurie. Like 
they're not they, they're gonna make the playoffs and stuff but they're not gonna make any noise they're not gonna they're mm-hmm. not gonna win the change like they need to get rid of him while they can get a bunch of like especially if Philly's willing to give up some future pieces like that they should like I don't get why they wouldn't do that it's I mean I get that he's your French superstar but even I'm sure Kyle would want to go to a team that has a chance to win a title it's not like it's me it's rude to him like trade him like you, you know so if you're Philly do you offer that much though like Maxi and I, like if I'm Philly I, I mean Maxi's started off really good I and mean, then kind of like you know it's been all right but i still don't think I, I would try to figure out how to do that without giving up maxi at least but i think you have to like uh, if you're sending out a package you, without with just like t- i mean he's a player who can put your team over the top right like he's still a really good player so if you're sending out a package it's just like a first round pick that's going to be a late pick and like the best young prospect you have in that deal is matisse Tybel. i don't think that moves the needle enough where toronto's like i'm gonna trade lowry you know, okay. well, let me tell you the package I put together that go for my it. Lowry trade, Lowry trade. Um, I don't, I, again, like these, this is hard because you don't know like what picks will kind of make it. So we can try to, yeah. we can throw in picks to kind of balance this out. But I have, so Philadelphia gets Kyle, Kyle Lowry, and then the Cavs is a three team trade between the 76ers, oh. the Cavs, and the Raptors. The Cavs give Drummond to Toronto, Toronto gets their big man, and so, so Philly gets Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Toronto gets Andre Drummond, Thibault, and Tyrese Maxey. And the Cavs get Danny Green and Mike Scott. So they're just taking taking on the, the dead salary that no one wants. And they're getting up Drummond. Honestly, Drummond, Drummond doesn't have much value. They're not, you're not going to get a good yeah. player in a trade for Drummond. Maybe the Cavs can get a second round pick or something. And yeah, so Philadelphia pretty much gives Ty, Thibault and Maxey up for Lowry, which you're giving away talent, but that's fair that's like you're not getting away all those pieces that you said um so that's my three-team trade what do you think of that i mean i actually that's a better trade honestly i i mean i guess for the Cavs, it's like you're not getting much but at the same time it's like why the heck not because it's you're not like at this yeah. point it's looking like a buyout's gonna come so like sure why not exactly and then you get and, some you get some shooting for the young guys so maybe make a playoff run if you still want to do that you is mike some, scott on an expiring deal yeah it's one year contract five okay five so they're both years. one year yeah so yeah. at least there's no money carrying over. Yeah, I, I honestly, I like that deal a lot. And then you're right, like some of those. And Toronto wants to five because right. they don't want to play Boucher more minutes, which I still don't understand because right. he's playing well. And you're getting so Maxi get for Laurie. Like Laurie's like they're probably gonna leave to a contender this off season. If and like you get you get something for him, and you're you're not gonna compete this year. I think. And then Toronto, if they're still trying to compete, you get Drummond, who's gonna really help a lot as alongside. I don't know why they need a center so badly. I but like like you just said, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the main difference here is like I'm in mind. I'm sending Philly sending an unprotected 21-21 first round pick to Toronto, and the difference in yours is like just Drummond shipping out yeah. to Toronto. So I mean, I mean, it's like I don't know. Yeah. That pick is probably more valuable. Yeah. But again, like I think your, I mean, your deal honestly would probably get it done. That's the only way to make it happen when. Kyle I agree. Thirty million. You got to have someone like Drummond, and you got to be having yeah. a team that like Toronto's not going to take on those salaries. So the Cavs, the Cavs can take on Danny Green's fifteen million salary. I like that deal. I like um, that deal. I the do. Cavs, the Cavs, like oh, that, that doesn't help us. Like someone can throw a second round pick to the Cavs to get that done. But again, you're you're getting nothing for Drummond. Why not get some? Which is unfortunate because I would think he has more trade value. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, yeah, it's weird how the NBA works. But yeah, well, I'm glad you like my trade. Yeah, you've impressed so far. Danny Ainge would be proud. <laughs> See, Danny Ainge needs to learn from me. I'm, I've, I've been saying for all time. 
Uh, but we'll save. I'm gonna save my Danny Ainge trades for later in the pod because I know the fans want to listen to that one. Um, okay, my next one is one that is never gonna happen, but okay. I would really like to see it happen. It's between the Chicago Bulls and the Denver Nuggets. Um, so the Denver Nuggets give Zach Levine or get Zach Levine, and the Chicago Bulls get Gary Harris and Michael Porter Jr. Oh, what do you think? Well. You're saying this will never happen, so who says no in your eyes? I think the Nuggets say no. So Gary Harris. Well, I think the Bulls. I don't think the Bulls want to trade Levine here. I think the Bulls like want to make the playoffs with Levine, and they don't think like I don't. I don't. I think both teams say no, honestly. All right. Well, the uh, the issue obviously isn't Gary Harris for the Nuggets. It's Michael right. Porter Jr. <laughs> and then, I mean, I, I don't hate Michael that Porter Jr. too. He's his contract expiring, right? But, okay, even if it is, he's restricted, right? Or he has mm-hmm. one more year because it's the same as Colin Sexton. So he has another year. And then, so he has one more year left on his rookie deal. So honestly, I kind of like that. Right? I I do. We've talked at length about Chicago for whatever reason. Why are we talking Bulls every podcast? But for <laughs> we've said this a lot that they just need to do something different. Yeah. And you get like a young piece that you can actually like really do something with. Why not? I'll, if I'm Chicago, I'm saying yes. If I'm Denver, I mean, it would be great to like see Porter Jr. like get better because he's so young. But at the same time, it's like Jokic is ready to win now. He's know, literally putting yeah. up an MVP season. I would, I would pull the trigger for trading Zach Levine then. He's an all-star. Denver has this piece that they need to get. Like Michael Porter Jr. is going to be good, really good one day. But like you, you're you're in a position where you need to find you need to just let loose and get get a get a third guy for that big three. Like you need to do it. And like Levine, uh, no, Jokic passes just sounds amazing. Like I'm oh, amazing. at the mouth thinking of that. Amazing, yeah. Uh, I mean, he need, he'll need to get better playing off the ball just because yeah. all of his stuff like comes on the ball because it's you know he plays on the Bulls obviously. 100%. And I mean that defense is going to be garbage. That's the other other issue with Levine unless Levine yeah. can pick it up on that end. Yeah, but I I, I, I would pull Jr. the trigger. Not, Michael Porter Jr. is not playing defense for them. Either. Right, exactly. Right, I would I would pull the trigger. I'm wow. with you. I like that. Those teams. Yeah, I'm both there teams. Yeah. Wow, I'm two for two on this spot. Give me some fire. <laughs> That's All a right, great your trade. Down. Your turn down. All right, this one would definitely generate a lot less, like you know, pizzazz and all that. But it's a, I think it's a good deal. So. Clippers need a point guard badly, like a traditional point guard, not like a, you know, Patrick Beverly. So they get George Hill from OKC. And then in return, OKC gets Zubak, you know, just a young, big kind of Terrence Mann, another young player. And then Daniel Ohuru for salary cap purposes, matching and all that. Twitter would go crazy on that one. (laughs) So, oh, it would be wild. The Woj bombs would be flying everywhere, I know. (laughs) But, I mean, George Hill is just, like, a guy who can, you know, give you good point guard minutes. You know, like, he's not going to come in and, like, win you playoff games, but he could be someone who could initiate the offense. You know, like, Kawhi's been asking for a legit point guard forever. You know, George Hill is at least, like, a very good backup point guard, and he could give you good minutes and initiate offense, you know. Well, yeah, except in the finals, but you know, you have you got to get to the fight. You got to beat the Lakers to get to the finals. So, LeBron's out, you might be able to. Yeah, so... I mean, losing you have Ibaka now, so losing Zubak isn't a huge deal. And then, you know, Terrence, man, I mean, that's just not like, you know, you're trying to win now. George Hill, I think, makes you better. So 
I think both sides say yes to this. OKC gets a little bit younger, so. Yeah, well, I like that. Um, I don't know if OK, like what, I mean, I guess if OKC can't get anything else for George Hill, then you might as well. But I don't know if those young pieces really like entice them to, I mean, I, I think they'd rather be like, OK, let's just have someone for to help Shy develop a little better. Like, you know, because I mean, he's been a solid like point guard next to, you know what I'm saying? Like, George Hill. Like, what's the what's Zubac gonna do for them? Like, they they have Roby. They don't. They have like they already have Horford there. Like, I don't know what's the point of that. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, but I don't see Horford staying there for like four or five. You know, right. like four or five years. And it's like Zubac. You know, he's gonna give you like 20, 25 minutes a night. Roby's still like he's showing flashes, but he's like I don't think any anyone wants to play him like you know so many minutes yet. Like he's showing flashes for sure. But it's not like he's a proven commodity. And yeah, Zubac can like, give you scoring let, in the you post. Let those guys develop. Like, I think we all, all know who Zubac is already, you know? I mean, that's true, too. Yeah, I see your not, point there. like a team that's in, like, making the playoffs and need like, that secondary help, especially at the center. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe. I think man can still give them a good bench presence and, like, I mean, yeah. Again, I mean, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get so much for George Hill. So it's, like, it, it's it's not like this was like the Paul George trade where it's like this is this is George Hill, like 33 years oh, old. Although, I mean, I would the Clippers the Clippers obviously would do that. I think that I was trying to find a Lonzo Ball trade for the Clippers, and I just don't see anything that I, makes sense. So first, I went Lonzo Ball. And then I went Ricky Rubio and then I went George Hill just because <laughs> the money for Rubio just didn't work with like anyone. It just didn't make sense for the Timberwolves and Lonzo. Like there's, is he just, even though he's expiring, he's just too valuable, you know, for anything the Clippers could give up. Yeah. So it's weird though. Cause that LeVar news about Lonzo kind of hurts his trade value too. And I don't know. It's, it's really weird how like he's, it's so hard to gauge what Lonzo's value in the trade market is. I, legit has zero idea i just think it's hard with like any of these like restricted guys like even john collins you know it's just kind of like hard to figure out how much a team would be willing to give up yeah hey speaking of john collins let's go to my next pick my next trade i got up and okay i really need john collins to find a new home but he was one of the hardest players to find a trade for because he's making five million this year yeah but that's he's the hard so part good like he's yeah his value is a 15 million 17 million player probably even higher yeah and he's making like it's like where the trade makes sense but i found a good fit for him i'm interested to see your thoughts on it i didn't i don't know if this is fit is enough for atlanta side but also i'm considering that atlanta doesn't want to give him that much money especially when they have trey and deandre and they just gave gal and uh, uh bogdanovich these contracts like i don't capella think, and capella I don't think they, I don't think John Collins in their future. So I kind of just like destroyed his value a little bit, but also keeping in mind that he's a very talented player. So I'm sending John Collins to Portland. So it's John Collins and Chris Dunn to Portland for Zach Collins, Anthony Simons, and Portland gives a 2022 first round pick. Wait, Portland gets a, a pick? No, they give up a first round They pick. give up a pick. Yeah. Okay. Do they have that pick? Didn't they give it in the Robert Covington trade? That was a 2021. Okay. I, I looked it up. I'm pretty sure. Unless I was. Uh, Are they allowed to trade 20? All right, whatever. A, first, a future first round pick. Yeah, whatever. Future first round pick. And then if, if, if that still doesn't seal the deal, they can give up a future second as well. I don't so know, you said, you a, so Afferny, Zach Collins? Afferny Simons and Zach Collins for Chris Dunn and John Collins. Collins, Dude, Collins swap. There's no way. There's no, no way Atlanta says yes. But what are they getting for John? Like, 
you think they're gonna get a large amount of stuff for a guy they're not that everyone in the world knows they're not gonna give a big contract to, and they can just like they if someone really wants John Collins, Portland can sign him to an offer sheet this summer, like you know. I would just imagine that someone could make a bigger offer than that, right? For John Collins, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree, but like, what's coming? Like, even even like. I mean, okay, even if you, like, play out the year, wouldn't Portland be willing to make that trade in free agency if, like, Atlanta signs him to, like, as a restricted and just as, like, a sign-in trade? Wouldn't, like, Portland would be, like, willing to make that same offer then? Because it's not like that's a huge amount. Like, I like Zach Collins, but he's barely played. Like, he gets hurt all – he's more fragile than I am. Like, this guy gets hurt all the time. in bed right now because his back is not broken. Yeah. Yeah, my back is messed up. So this guy's like more fragile than I am. And Afrini's just been so inconsistent these past few years. And I mean, I, I, I watch so much Portland basketball and like, I, you know, I'm a Portland guy, but I just like cannot see Atlanta taking that offer. Right. What is it? Like, do you have an offer? Do you write that? Do you have one for? I, I didn't Collins? do one for John Collins, but like. Especially I, with the 5 million. What are you, what are you getting? That's fair. Well, what if you just throw him in with like, yeah, with a five million or not? Like, you would have to combine him with like, how much is how much is Chris Dunn making? Five. What if you like come throw him in with like Gallo or someone who's making more? Like, put it in the twenty range total, and then yeah. like work from there. You know, I I, see that. I just cannot see them taking a deal where the biggest asset they're getting back is Zach, Zach Collins, who's played like five games these past two years <laughs> yeah I and mean, like that's not even an exaggeration it's probably five what if you give it what if portland gave up the 20 i don't know i don't know how to pick girls 2022 first round pick 2024 first round pick as well unprotected unprotected i mean maybe right it comes down to like what what the market is for them i dude yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's not it's not the most fair trade for Atlanta value-wise, but I, I was just kind of looking at the terms. Like, if, if you're the Atlanta GM right now and Portland gives you that offer, you would take it? If I'm 100% sure I'm zero, not signing John Collins. Like, I get two first-round picks and a young – and I get, I get some young talent. Mm-hmm. I don't about, know. Like, what, let's see. What can Portland throw in? Like, John Collins and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a team, I'm just like, again, spitballing because I haven't done a trade for John Collins, but a team like San Antonio, who just has like, I feel like a fairly amount of like good young pieces. And, you know, you throw in some salaries to like LaMarcus, basically. Uh, What? Actually, not even. Sorry, you don't even, if you're doing the straight 5 million, San Antonio could probably give you two of their young prospects. So you're getting two young prospects, you know, who you have basically for long term in Atlanta. And then, you know, you're shipping out John Collins, like something like Derek White and Keldon Johnson. Would you do that? Um, I would do that if I was Atlanta. Do I also get the picks? No, there's no picks. Because you're getting like two young prospects. I would do that if I was Atlanta. I would not. Really? I don't, I'm not high on Derek White. Derek White is not a good basketball player. Wow. I think he's decent and he's still young, but Keldon Johnson's looked good. Yeah, Keldon Johnson's like really good has a bright future okay what if portland also threw in gary trent jr into the trade that works salary well i would well. yeah then i would then i would do i that. would do it for both teams as well i would do it for both teams if if it was gary trent yeah i would do that it, yeah. it works so it's chris dunn john collins for zach collins anthony simons gary trent and a 2022 first 
Yeah, I would do that if I'm Atlanta. All right, I don't. Portland, Portland needs a big three. Like they need someone else, especially like they need. It's John Collins with Dane would be awesome, man. Right? I, they just need to get healthy. That's the big thing. Portland just always Dude, gets Portland's hurt. Portland's not winning it. Like everyone knows Portland's good, but they're not winning the finals. We all know they're not even getting to the finals, and that's not like controversial. Okay, I know. I see what you're saying. John Collins does raise the ceiling. Yeah. You know. All right. Yeah, I mean, I said I, I would take it for both sides there. They're on there Gary Trent. Yeah. There you go. All right. They would be, I mean, they would be thin, but I would I would do it. They got depth. Um, all right. All right. Your turn. All right. This one's a bigger one. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this one because I know we're doing Celtics ones at the end, so I'll <laughs> save this one. I'll go to the uh, second to last one I have. So this one's, you know, a lot of the trades we've been talking about are, like, more for, like, championship contenders. This one is not. It involves again, again the Raptors and the New York Knicks. You know, we got to go Knicks sometimes. You know, like <laughs> it matters to make the playoffs, and that's what they're trying to do. So the Knicks give up Obi Toppin and Kevin wow. Knox. So they're already giving up. They're already giving one of their you know young prospects, who they just picked eighth overall, to Toronto, and in return the Knicks get Norman Powell, who can give Ooh. them much needed scoring off the bench. And he has been talked about in talks recently. And the Raptors then get Knox, who's obviously not really that valuable, but it's like take a flyer on him. And they get OB for the remaining of his rookie contract. And he does have promise. He's super young. Why does, why do the, I don't even see why the Raptors do that. Especially if, like, but if you look into they're not willing to trade Kyle, then that means they're still, they're not trying to like tank, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, they have been talking about Norman Powell and offers. Yeah. So they are talking about Powell more so than Lowry. Yeah, but I don't know if they're talking about him with like Kevin Knox is. A, I don't think he's an asset. Like I think he's. Just That's fair. That's so fair. It's, I don't think they're just wanting so. to trade him for Ovi. And like again, if, if it was like a first round pick, and you asked me this before the draft, like I think they would do it, especially a top ten pick. Yeah. Oh, but for now, sure. Now that we've seen it, like what right. Ovi is. I mean, I, I, we can't give up on Ovi yet, but like I don't know. I don't think they do that. So right, and I thought about like so who else the Knicks can offer, but they're not going to throw in Emmanuel qu- quickly. Like there's no way. They're not going to put in Mitchell Robinson, so it's like mm, there's no way for for Norman Powell. There's no way they give up. Play Mitchell Robinson. They give him what 10, 16 minutes a game. I mean, he's been hurt. They. Yeah. I mean, he he's like he's a good rim protector. They're not going to give up on him. So like, and obviously like RJ no. So yeah. I don't know. I thought again. Like you're right. If I'm the Knicks, I'm taking it. Yeah. If I'm Toronto, I'm not so sure about it. You're yeah. right, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, I feel like, dude, this preseason, I don't know if you remember, remember that, but Kevin Knox was falling out. And that that happens every year, and there's always so much hype around him, and then it's like he plays like four minutes a game. <laughs> He's so bad. It's crazy. We all but, knew he wasn't going to get minutes under Tom. Yeah, Thibodeau. that's true. That's a good point. Like, quickly, quick, I'm surprised quickly is actually getting more minutes. I thought it would stay, especially with the Derrick Rose signing, but hey, man. Yeah, I mean Norman Powell's been amazing. If I think it get to like a contending team, that'd be awesome. He's been so good. Yeah, he has been. Um, You're next up. All right, so this one I don't I don't really have a fully fledged trade that I could figure out, but I would I want to hear your thoughts on something where the Pacers give up. The Pacers. Oh wait, sorry, I lost my thing. The Pacers get Aaron Gordon. I want the Magic or the Rockets to be involved where the Magic can give Victor Oladipo. And I don't know. I was trying to figure out if you like think that's even like a good fit for those teams. I, I couldn't even figure out a fully-fledged trade, but 
I don't know. I want to see something like that happen. I, I think the, I think Aaron Gordon needs a new home. If the if the Rockets aren't high on Oladipo, then like if they're not going to sign him, just trade him, you know? Yeah. So it'd be Oladipo returning back to Orlando. Yeah. And then I, is Orlando? I I mean, I guess that's just the framework, right? Like you're still yeah. you don't know the specifics of the deal. I I mean, I don't think Orlando would. I think they would want more for Gordon. Yeah. You see, would you say Aaron Gordon's trade value is more than Oladipo's, right? Yeah, honestly, I would say so. That's, that's wild. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I agree, too, but isn't that wild? What, what about, like, because I, I do think Aaron Gordon needs a change of scenery. What about sending him out to Portland where they could use some of that defense and then they Orlando gets back, like, Gary Trent, you know, some of those other guys? Because yeah. I think Orlando could really use a Gary Trent. So then they can do that trade with John Collins, just don't give up the picks. That's still fair. Like Anthony Simons, Zach Collins, and Gary Trent. For, oh, yeah, I for... Do. I don't know if Orlando does that. Oh, really? You get Zach Collins and you get... I, I mean, I... I don't know. Like, we've been talking about Aaron Gordon being traded for like six years now, and he's still in Orlando, so... I, it's, he needs to be traded. It's so annoying. That guy's way better than... Especially when Jonathan Isaac comes back next year, Aaron Gordon's going to lose all his value. So if you're going to trade him, you got to trade him now. Like, I remember last year, there was like six months with, not six he months, balled. With, with both of them playing. And Aaron Gordon was bad. He was yeah. not a good player. And but then once he, yeah, once, once Isaac Isaac got hurt, he balled. Yeah. And that's when you, that's, the, <laughs> that's right. Uh, before you traded me, me him, I'm a fan. Oh, I remember. I got, I got, I got yeah. prime Aaron Gordon. <laughs> I remember. Um, but yeah, okay. Okay, I guess I'll go. This is my pipe dream. Not going to happen. I don't even know if it's my dream because I really want to see Ben Simmons on a good team like the 76ers, but I think it would be a good trade for both teams. 76ers trade Ben Simmons. Washington Wizards trade Bradley Beal. Just straight up. Straight up? I think it's fair straight up. I don't think anything needs to be added to it. Ben Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. Well, okay, no, 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 I, I know, I know. This season. But yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, no, you I know. do that knowing you're getting rid of Westbrook soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> for, it gives you at least like someone, yeah. Um, Philly, Bradley Beal. Yeah, heck yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, both teams. Yeah. I think Wizards do that too. Yeah, I do too. Guy, I think you get a guy to build around. It's a win-win, yeah. I don't know why it's not going to happen, but I don't know why. I think... I don't know. I think they want Ben's defense more than they want Bradley Beal's offense, but I think there's a balance. I think Philly would – I think Daryl Morey would pull the trigger on that. I just really? don't think – that. I mean, just think – like, Daryl Morey's always going to be, like, trade happy and all that. Like, he'll do it. But think about what he said. I just no don't think – I just don't think Washington's, like, ready to, like, trade away Beal. Man, Philly should have traded for Harden. Like, oh, my God. I can't believe they held that trade up for the maxi. Like, I mean, maybe Rockets would just never have traded to Daryl, but – Maybe that's they were so picky, and like you can just see how good Harden is. Like, at some point, it's talent when it's I don't know, you got to get the superstars, especially if a chance to keep your core. Oh my god, and beat and Harden together. And so, you have to consider that the Nets, if you do that, the Nets don't get Harden, so then like you got to consider that too. Like, you're yeah. eliminating one of their biggest rivals now you're it's just gonna be so hard for them to beat the Nets like I think that's gonna be one of the biggest pushes on trade too where you're willing to get up Tyrese Max because of that that's that annoys me because you know he was going to the Nets if you guys don't get that trade done I'm happy about it 
because if that trade doesn't get done, Cavs do not get Jared Allen. True, so. true, true. Worked out for us. The one, all right, so Bradley Beal. I didn't like think of a Bradley Beal trade, although I honestly should have. How about Bradley Beal to Denver for Jamal Murray? And, oh, man, I'm trying to, Michael, I guess, I'm trying to like think like, what does Denver because it's like if Denver throws in Murray and like that's like Gary Harris and like a first round pick, I don't think Washington says yes. I don't think it's enough. Agreed. I so think like you would have to put in Michael Porter, right? Yes, for Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Right. But I don't think Denver I don't think Denver will I don't think Denver give up that much. Yeah. Yeah. Should they? What a, should Denver what? say yes to that? You get Beal and Jokic, like two of the top 20 players in the league together, two maybe top 15 players in the league. Oh, it would be – it'd be hard to give up two young guys, though, who yeah. still have, like, so much. I don't think I could say yes. Especially for Denver. Like, you got to – like, you got to also consider, like – Like, yeah, you're you building – But you also got to consider you trying to stay yeah. for as long as possible. Would you – what about if you're Utah? Donovan Mitchell no. and, like, Royce O'Neal for Bradley Beal? No. Donovan Mitchell's the heart of that team. You can, especially can, now. Maybe in the offseason you do it, but you can't do it now. They're number one seed. You cannot do that, dude. They're not going to win a championship. Yeah, but that trade will still be available in the offseason. I mean, Bradley Beal makes them a better team. He's better I, than Donovan Mitchell. I agree wholeheartedly. What you just imagine, like, you you don't you need to think of there's more than just X's and O's, man. I know, I know. Locker room and like yeah. I mean, you still have Mike Conley there, he'll stabilize things, Rody go back. Like you would still have other leaders on the team there, you know, Joe Ingles, like also if Brad I, I, doesn't want to be traded. I don't know why Washington does that. Donovan Mitchell? I mean Again, like you're getting a young star. Like yeah, it's but, like similar. I, I know Ben's better than Donovan, but like you're again getting a young star. Yeah, but that why did it keep Bradley? He's like a better version of Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I guess he's also older. Yeah. Huh. All right. Do we go Celtics? Yeah. All right. You want to um, go first? Sure. I, this is again hard to find. I don't know. A lot of these players are so hard to see what their value is. Like, I want Celtics to get somebody, and I don't even. I got. I got them getting Vooch, big Vooch from Orlando. Same. Straight. Same. Um. Dang, okay. Now it's gonna be interesting to see what we both put, came up with it. But again, like I don't know. Like Vooch is good, but I don't. I think he's the kind of player you need. You, you need. You need to like kind of have your offense play around him, and the Celtics definitely don't know how to do that. So, um. But what I did was Vucevic for Marcus Smart, Daniel Tice, Aaron Naismith, and Boston also gets two first. Wow. You mean Boston gives two first, right? Yeah, they give up to Orlando. Wow, that's a lot to give up. There's no way they're going to give up Marcus Smart. There's no way. That's the only way the salary works, though. You don't, no, no, no. They have the trade exception, and Vooch fits in the trade exception. Oh, really? Okay, then take out Marcus Smart. I just kind of put that for salary. So, so mine is, yeah, and that's what made this one actually so much easier because, like, you don't have to worry as much about salaries. So they have the $28 million Gordon Hayward exception, so they would use that. And so they would get Vooch and they give up Aaron Neesmith, Peyton Pritchard. This one would be hard to give up for, for Boston, Robert Williams, Time Lord, because oh. he's looked really good. But it's like yeah. you've got to give up someone valuable because you're getting yeah. an all-star. Yeah. So you give up Robert Williams and Orlando would be happy. 
another center for Orlando, but it's actually one they would want to have. If 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 Orlando called up Danny and asked for Robert Williams for Vooch, Danny would say no. He's like, nope, sorry, he's my guy. Dude, he's looked good so far. But I know. Yeah. You 100% yeah. know that Danny would say no. Right, that. yeah. And Peyton Pritchard has looked good too, but it, yeah. he'd be a nice fit in the backcourt, at least backup backcourt. Um, backup to Cole Anthony, backup to Mark <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then they Boston also gives up, like you said, two. I I said two lottery protected first round picks. Yeah, I agree. It'll probably not be in the lottery anyways, but I just kept that in there. Bad. So, yeah, I mean similar trades. Yeah, I'm just giving up time lord. Yours didn't, but similar. Other than that, so yeah, if you sub out Marcus Smart for Robert Williams in my deal, the Celtics do that. So who are you? I mean, it's a, it's the same pretty much. So it's, that's just like, who's more valuable to Danny Ainge, Marcus Smart or Robert Williams? Marcus Smart, not even a question. Wow, wow, dude! I mean, he's so good. Like, have you watched Celtics games lately? Though all he like, I don't get it. You it's been Tatum since and Brown. Si- all right, since the, since he came back. You're right. Like it hasn't looked as good as it did before. But if you just like look at like when things were rolling before, like last year and like before he got hurt, they just looked so much better. Especially in the playoffs, you want that guy. He's like the heart and soul. But like the dude thinks like you have Tatum and yeah. Brown on your team. Why does he take pull up threes in the fourth quarter? I yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like why is No, he, I know. It's so frustrating watching some of these games, man. He he suffers from Marquise Morris syndrome. <laughs> or Marcus Morris syndrome the more do your job Marcus Morris don't you're not Tatum like Tatum's so good at pull up threes (laughs) even dude they've all been like I mean they're one of the most disappointing teams this year even Tatum's been all over the place I feel like like he's shooting like five of like 18 on like a night in night in night out basis and willing to give up a first round pick they would have had Miles Turner but that would not fix the issues they're having I think it would I think it would Offense has been their issue, honestly, I feel like right now. Like, their offensive game is just so, like, it's too much isolation. And, like, it's just – offense is just not working. Yeah, I agree. So, Vooch, theoretically, again, I think you and I are both skeptical of, like, how he would look yeah. in an offense where, like, there's nothing – where there's actually, like, talent around him. And, like, if he's not the centerpiece of it. But, like, you would have to think it would help their offense, you know? Yeah. I, I, I spread like, the floor. I John Collins – in the perfect world, I would get John Collins to Boston. I think that would be more of a guy who can like kind of I would be like athletic that. and kind of run with the vibes of their team. But I mean, if Boston's willing to give up two firsts and um, maybe Robert Williams, I don't, I don't even know what that takes, but I think they could get maybe that's a deal that could get done. Yeah, I mean that trade exception gives them options. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I like that. I actually like that John Collins fit a lot there. I honestly do too. He's he's become a better defender this year. Hawks have so many good players. <laughs> and they've won, like, what, eight in a row now? Oh, like, oh, yeah, Nate McMillan. <laughs> Nate McMillan, yeah. And yeah. You, okay, let's talk about the Timberwolves. That, he, they're balling. I mean, they're not winning I every mean, game, but they're looking like they're, yeah. they're closing out games, which is what they've never been able to do before. They're looking like an actual NBA team. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Edwards, yeah. man. He's, so he's looked good. a lot better. He's looked a lot better. It's the turnaround, man. I mean, both those teams fired just fired their coaches, and like you could just immediately see the shift. Yeah. So 
Maybe the Cavs should fire JB. I'm just kidding. Nah, <laughs> I like JB. We just need to give him more time. Uh, yeah. Sweet, man. Um, you got anything else? When we have the OTC question of the day? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so OTC question of the day. Doc, you want to give it a go? Because you, you thought of it. Yes, sir. So in March Madness spirit, we were just thinking if you have like a 16 seed in the tournament, like, I don't know. I can't even remember who was a 16 seed this year. Like Norfolk state, I think was one. So if Norfolk state, if you give them, I said Tobias Harris in my original question. So if you give them like Tobias Harris, would they win? Would they cut down the nets at the end of April or in April? Would they win March madness? I think, yes, just because, like, I think there's a big difference in, like, NBA, obviously, and, like, college. So, it's, like, Tobias has been playing against the pros for so many years so that it would be, like, if he goes, like, down a level, like, it would be a huge advantage, and he would be, like, unguardable. Like, you would have to, like, double-team him, like, every play. It would just be so hard to do anything against him and it's just like think about like a like and he's a really good nba player like he's an all-star caliber player so like think about like a really good college player and then sending him back to high school to play like think about how much he would dominate so my answer to the question is yes i think they would i think it would be enough like a tobias harris type player would be enough to win it all my answer is no and i think like yeah he would dominate and it would be insane and they wouldn't know how to stop him, but like you're a 16 seed, you're not a good team, and how are you gonna defend these one seed and two seed? And like Tobias Harris can, can bring in good defense, but like is he enough to stop a one seed from just like running amok on a 16 seed? Like horrible defense. And then again, like I don't, I mean, I don't think Tobias Harris bring, swings the pendulum that much. Where you're 16, like if you have an eight seed, yeah, I say yes. But like where a 16 seed can win. I mean, they were good enough to get in the tournament, right? And it's yeah, like, I mean, think about like LeBron. Like... LeBron took like 20, 2007 Cavs with no one to the finals, yeah, right? Tobias and like, LeBron, like the difference between a college player and an NBA player is like the best college player and a, like an NBA player is smaller than the difference between Tobias Harris and LeBron James. It, well, Tobias Harris would be the LeBron James of college basketball. Like, he you know, will LeBron's be un- that far ahead of Tobias Harris, where it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I I just don't think there's an answer for it. I mean, you see, like, the gap isn't as big for, like, 16 and 1 seeds. Like, I mean, even 2 and 15, we just saw, like, a 2 seed get taken down, you know? So, like, yeah, true, true. I, I, could, I could see it. You know, last tournament in 2018 or whatever, we saw Virginia, the number one overall 1 seed, lose by 20. To a 16 yeah, seed. Like if, they, if Virginia and UMBC played like 10 times out of 10, Virginia would win nine out of 10 of those times, right? The reason the one time that UMBC won. Like it's not by like 20, a, by 20 know, points. But it's not, but that, that was like momentum in the game. It's not like UMBC no, no. is a better team than Virginia. Yeah. You're trying to say I, that Tobias Harris's team would be a better team than Virginia. If you add Tobias that UMBC team, they're beating Virginia nine yeah, times out of Virginia, 10. Virginia, yeah, but I'm just saying. Like, That's what I'm saying. They were the number one overall yeah, team. But they, they were not good. Oh, come on. You can't just say because of one game they weren't good. Like, they were the number one overall team for a reason. That's such – that's, like that's, – so, They got, okay, what, got lucky. There's a different – like, you, you're saying there has to be, like, full-on every game they're just winning. Like, 
They're that much dominant. Uh, I mean, Tobias could probably average 45 a game. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. How can we make this happen? I would love to see something like this. So, okay. What, like, at what level player, like Dame, all right? Put Dame on oh, a 16 seed. You would you say yes? He's averaging like 50, 20, and 10. And so 20, you would say, like, so you would say yes. Yes, they're winning. I'm I just, just trying Tobias to think, like, Harris is enough to Devin Booker. Ooh. Like, I'm trying to find, like, where the line is for yeah, you. I see, I see. I didn't, that, I think, yes, Devin Booker, yes. Chris Paul. Ooh. See, that's hard, Vaughn, because his game is really about, like, the off, like, off, the, the, the intangibles, you know? And all those little, yeah, I do, yes. All right, final one. Sabonis. So bi- I'm I'm curious how a sub- how a big man would work. You know? I think maybe a big man that can like has skills like Sabonis would help would, would translate way better to college game just because like. What about Gobert? What about Gobert? I would probably say no Ooh. to Gobert. I mean defense. I mean, but it's like, yeah, I I would say no to Gobert. I just don't dude, think it would be I, enough. I don't know that dude. Imagine that dude's opposing rim percentage in a college game. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I mean, think it's enough. Yeah, like especially because yeah. he doesn't bring like the offensive, like he can't like take over offensively. But he might be able to in college game. He's what seven foot. <laughs> I mean, he could honestly. Yeah. Cool. I, I say yes on Gobert. <laughs> Maybe you're making me want to say yes on Tobias now. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, man. Ooh, man. Like they're still stars. Like I get it if it's a role player that I'm with you, but like if it's like a star, then Do you think I would Kate lean Cunningham to could lead a good like a solid. Like, could lead the Raptors if you add him to okay, not the Raptors. You add him to the Sacramento Kings right now. Do you think they make the playoffs right now? No, no. How about you take Cade Cunningham and add him to the Cavs right now? Do they make the playoffs? No. Wow. Right now, like I mean, like a top eight seed or a top ten seed? Top eight. Top eight. And like you're adding him in right now? Yeah, like right now, Cade. So you have like so many games to make up. I would say no. No, uh, okay. So a team that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say it's the beginning of the season. If you if you told say me beginning, the beginning of the year, season. oh, okay. I would say probably no for Sacramento because it's the West. Yeah. But I would say yes for the Cavs. Yeah. So like, there's really good players in college basketball. Like that. I mean, you're picking the best player. So you're saying and again, and no, no, and again, and you're giving me a whole season for him to like develop because. Like if you like if you told me like um playing, you know, it's like if you only like 10, 20 games before the playoffs start or something like that, then I would say no, but like he has a full season to develop to get to where like he needs to be the second half of the year, where it's like Tobias Harris would come in now and like these guys that he's playing against have never played against anyone <laughs> like him, so they would be shell shocked. And he wouldn't have been playing against these like anyone at this low of a level in so many years <laughs> on a real competitive basis, right? So it's like it would just be it would just be a huge gap. So if you added Both Tobias sides. Harris to the Cavs right now, would they make the playoffs? I would say they would make a play-in game. Wow, interesting. You think Tobias is that much better than Cade Cunningham right now? Yeah, I mean, right now, yeah. I don't I, I mean, and again, like, Cade could literally lead OK State to – because Illinois just got knocked out. They could yeah. easily make it to the Final I Four. All right, last one. Follow-up question to that before we close out. So John Morant took 
Murray State as a 10 seed or 12 seed, I don't remember, to the second round when he was at Murray State 2019. What current John Moran, who obviously has gone through the NBA structure and caught, got him to become like one of the best players in the league, could current John Moran go back into that Murray State role and lead that Murray team to the championship and win it? Like that one or like the one this year? Like go back to that one, but current John Morant. Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's crazy, yeah. right? How much they jump. Just like they're it really game. is. I mean, just imagine like even remember like Steph like went crazy in the Marsh Madness. Like imagine like current Steph, like, you know, 10 years later, fully developed and all that. Like it'd be, a, it'd be over. Oh, current Steph would, <laughs> oh my God. It'd be over. The college kids would just not know what happened to them. Watching him, Damon, like Kyrie playing against college guys would be so much fun. Yeah. Wow. Like their handles Harden and like would, their shooting. Harden would drop like 60, 30, and 20. It'd be insane. The other team would have to forfeit. Like everyone would be fouled out if Harden <laughs> was playing, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, this was awesome. Yep. Looks like we need to have some good trades. Danny Ainge, please finally do something. Your team sucks. Do something. That's all I have to say. It's been great, Doc. As always, this has been Outside the Zone. Peace.